Um, jeez, this is how I start without coffee. Jesus, what is what are we talking about? <laughs> did you forget? Did you forget my name? <laughs> no, I was gonna be like, <coughs> oh, I'm choking like a granola. Um, well, I forgot how I started. I was gonna, jeez, it's because I'm talking. All right, man, I don't even know what. <laughs> 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 Guys, this is our second time recording because the first time. <laughs> Why? Because I was too emotional the first time. Yeah, that, and I also lost the file, so <laughs> it's good. Stop time. it! You, how did you lose the file? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't. Well, oh. here's the thing. Um, remember how I told you Skype was updating? Yes. Um, so it was updating. And I guess the file got saved on some, you know how like it's weird names on a weird folder and I can't find it. So I was looking for it, but then you were like, oh, we should record again. And I was like, all right, I probably could have found it, but <laughs> how are you feeling today? Um, less emotional. Mm, that's not going to get the view, uh, the downloads. We need, <laughs> we need more emotion. <laughs> <laughs> last okay. time last time guys man like there was so many poor like there was so many kids like right what is it brady knocking on your door and oh then my gosh he's, he's yeah. like i didn't do anything and then and then <laughs> the baby start all three kids were crying man i wish i had that just so i could insert that clip so you guys could see and then ashley's like hold on michael like yelling i was like jeez and then yeah th at that moment i literally thought like Where's your old pair? Yeah. Um, so my boys, they they escape her all the time. <laughs> so while she is, like, downstairs hanging out with Cody, the older ones will sneak out and run upstairs and, and see what I'm doing. Smart. Smart. All right. So uh, how you feeling? How you feeling this morning so far? I'm good. Well... I'm better than yesterday. <laughs> Did we record yesterday? No, it was Wednesday. Yesterday oh you God. had a yeah. meeting. That's right. Are we going to talk about I it or it. no, we're not going to talk about it? Yeah, no, oh. we should totally talk about it. All right. So drop the intro music, Ashley. Drop it like it's hot. Don't. I was going to say don't say drop it like it's hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I used to ask you I was looking at that where I was like what's your best resource your worst resource or you know what I mean oh yeah you totally stopped asking me I know we should continue to do that anyways how's how's this week coming along so far for you so far so good so I went back to work on Tuesday and it was it was really it was interesting because even though it's my practice I've been I've felt disconnected because I haven't been there for five weeks. 
And now a lot of the patients who are coming in, I don't know. And it is so weird. It like, like I almost feel like it's not my practice anymore, which is crazy. Do they tell you like, who are you or no? Um, no. So far, I feel like the girls have been really good about just saying, you know, oh, Dr. Ashley just had a baby, so she's not here. So when I do see a new face, they come up to me and then they say, oh, congrats on the baby. But it, it's just so different because I'm used to being the one who saw all the new patients and made those first impressions and and talked about, you know, like the things that are happening in my life and asking them what's happening in theirs. So it's just, it's it's such a strange feeling to walk into my practice like a newbie. It's weird. Does it, does it suck? Like, do you hate that feeling or... Because here's the thing. I was thinking like, you'd be like, yeah, eventually it's going to be like that, no? Wouldn't you think so? Right, like eventually right. you're... Not going to know all the new patients. I know. So I, it sucks, but it's something that I have to get used to because if I want to focus more on the business side of, of the practice and, and helping it to grow, then I can't be the technician. I can't be seeing all the patients because I stopped marketing earlier on when we were getting bogged down, not bogged down, but when we were getting busier and I was doing all the dentistry, I didn't have time to think about our marketing strategy so um so i am i'm so i'm at that weird weird space where now i'm back part-time clinically but full-time on the managerial aspect and um so now i just have to go in every day like i i told myself and i told brian that even though i wasn't seeing patients every day so i'm only I cut back to Tuesday and Thursday, like kind of like half a day. But if Judy needs me to stay longer, come earlier to accommodate patients, I will. And then on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I can game plan with Judy. And especially on Wednesdays, since the office is closed, Judy and I can have one-on-one -on -one strategy time. So so I'm excited. I'm excited to see where where the next year is going to take us. That was so much shorter than last time. What do you leave it out? <laughs> last, okay, time, so last time you talked for like literally like 40 minutes and this was two <laughs> minutes actually. Okay, no, I'm, I, I will jump in. I, I will jump in and give you guys specifics. So basically guys, Michael and I recorded on Wednesday and I did not sleep a wink Tuesday night because my mind was racing. I could not stop thinking about the office and about the numbers and where do I fit in and how are we going to deal with problems that we were having. So I went on a full rant, right, right, Michael? I went yeah. on a rant for like 45 minutes. And then the next day, when Michael said the episode was going to be released, I told him, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't release it because I was I was in a pretty emotional state like I even cried in the beginning and um, but now that I have a few days to just mull it over and and become like at peace with a lot of the stuff that's happening now I'm now it's it's I'm more rational let's just put it that way I slept a little bit last night um, 
Cody still woke up three times last night, but I'm feeling much better. So basically, in a nutshell, I'm just going to give you the overview. So these past five weeks, I have been struggling, guys. I, you know, like I brought home this baby and I, instead of just basking in, in what an amazing miracle this baby is, I was, Mm -hmm. I was depressed and and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I didn't know. I I don't know. Like I, you know, like postpartum hormones. If if you've had a baby in the past, and you just know that everything is is just crazy amplified. Like if you're sad, you're really sad, and if you're happy, you're happy. And how does I, that happen often? Do you know a lot of friends who have that or no? Uh, I know quite a few and it's and there's hmm. even a lot more friends I'm sure have experienced the like the the woes of pregnancy blues but they don't mm. talk about it because because we feel guilty if if we're not completely happy ho- holding our our baby right so I I mean it wasn't to the point where I would ever do harm to you know Cody or myself but but I just didn't feel myself, and and the reason for it is because there was like I felt disconnected to my practice. I you know I had built up Smile and Company for so long. I had documented everything. I had talked about my vision, and for me to step back and and let another another doctor into my my space and see my patients and. And just take over my treatment plans and take care of my team. Like it was really hard for me to to let go of that. And mm-hmm. even when I started, so if you guys remember, like a few months ago, I had started making Ashley Hovis DDS, like the personal brand on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it was because Brian kept telling me because Brian listens to Gary V. <laughs> Brian Brian kept telling me if. If you're not going to continue documenting on Smile and Co's page, then you need to start building your personal brand. And and then so I finally did, and I broke off the personal side to Smile and Company side. And what I didn't tell Brian was like he keeps asking me, you 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 made this other 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 page now, so why aren't you actually posting? And it's because I like emotionally i felt like smile and company was my personal page like uh-huh. i put my heart and my soul into this practice and it was a little bit depressing for me to not share the personal aspects of my life on the practices instagram account and and i struggled with that and i i didn't tell him that but it, and and I think it happens to so many of us, right? Like we we start our company, we start our business, and we do put ourselves into it. And now to break apart the Ashley Hovest side into from the smiling company side, it was something that I I struggled with. So when I came home with this baby, I I couldn't just enjoy being with Cody. I was still thinking about what was happening in the practice. I was watching our security cameras to see 
okay, were patients coming in? Were they being greeted? Were they being sat? Like, are they laughing in the operatories? Do they have no-shows? I was still getting all the emails of our numbers every day thinking like, okay, why is this different than what the um, the morning huddle said it was going to be? Why is it less? Why are we having holes? So, um, so yesterday was our first team meeting back and we addressed a lot of the issues that we faced basically when I went out on leave and um, and I'm just going to talk about it because you know like not everything is going to be awesome on in in your startup like everybody documents the the highs but nobody talks about the lows mm -hmm. and and I want this to be a very real conversation like I I want you guys to know that even though we had an amazing launch for this office, even though we created this following, like we have over 1,800 likes on our Facebook page. We have over 1,500 people following our Instagram. And I have doctors messaging me all the time asking like what I'm doing and how I've inspired them. And, and I would love to say that, you know, we've created such a success, but for the past five weeks, I've been seeing that our numbers aren't where they need to be and our overhead is continuing to go up because now we have a full-time hygienist and now I have a full-time associate that I have to support so yesterday during our team meeting we talked about how much overhead we have on a monthly basis and if you guys want to know my overhead for last month was it was a little over 39,000 um, and that is without me paying myself. Oh wow, really? So, 39,000 yes. in total? That was yes. Last month you said. Just last month, 39,000 okay. and some change. Mm -hmm. And um, to be completely honest, our income was only 51,000 and it had dropped significantly. I had stopped marketing during my maternity leave. I hardly posted on social media and when I stopped everything stopped we had a significant decrease in our our new patients we only saw 39 new patients I'm not sure how many referrals we got we didn't have as many five-star reviews so I I'm not sure if all the patients were being asked to write a review after every appointment and um, what else like it's it's just amazing to me like like you can talk about how motivated your team is while you're there but like I don't know what happened when I left like there was was do there you, no accountability do you I, think I, it I was know. it was your team or no well, like it know, was more so, like I uh, what, what do you think it was I think that to be to be completely honest, I feel like there was no accountability in the back, like for the schedule. I think that everybody but, was relying on Judy to to keep the schedule full. Like and, really quick, do yeah. you? But are you that type of? I don't think you are the type of dentist for or the type of. I guess so. What do you call it? Not entrepreneur, uh, manager, person. Let's just say person. Are you the type of person to be like? Okay, guys, everybody, are you on top of it? No, are you not, are you on top of it? No, no, you're not. Get on top of it now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you 
play a role in making sure everybody's accountable? So when I was in the office, I we created systems like um, so. For instance, Bianca, I, I had Bianca create flowcharts, and mm-hmm. those flowcharts go over everything that we need to know for the morning huddle for the following day. And I had her write the patient's name, have her write like the procedure that we're doing, but also unfinished treatment, anything significant that we needed to know regarding medical history, and also any um, family members who still need needed appointments, right? So she was on on top of that for the doctor side. And then Judy, whenever Judy had some downtime, she would also focus on the hygiene side. So all the patients who needed treatment on the hygienist side. Um, and I always I always told myself that I was going to be a leader that would not be a micromanager, right? Like I want I want to inspire my team, but I don't want to be on top of them and and ask them like every five minutes if they did something. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was too lax about it, but I think it was so different when I was in the office because I was there to go over morning huddle. I was there to see like them actually doing the flow charts and them, um, you know, game planning on where we would capitalize on downtime and where we would make up for like a short in production. And mm-hmm. then when I wasn't there, I think it was very easy and very comfortable for them to say, well, you know, I I don't have time to do this. Like, I think when the, the leader is at home and not in the office, it's so easy for people to sit on their laurels. Like I, and I- On their what? On their laurels, on their high, high knees. Who says laurels? What is a look? <laughs> I, was, I thought you said L'Oreal. I was like, shampoo? <laughs> on, on the I know, oh, on the yeah. Okay. No, uh. so basically there was no accountability. And and I think that like even though Judy is in charge when I'm not in the office, they didn't take that seriously. Like And, like, so, and Judy is so calm and she's she's like the ray of sunshine. Almost to a fault. Like, I almost feel like if Judy actually exhibited a little bit more meanness or sternness, maybe it would have been different. But I don't want, I don't want to change Judy. Like, I want, I want Judy to be who Judy is. And I want people to be motivated internally. But how do you do that, right? Like, so. um, It's like what we were talking about yesterday. I think, um, it's because. I mean, keep in mind, we all understand, right, that you've been right, going through a pregnancy and everything like that. So it's understandable, right? But at the same time, you haven't talked about, like, your you and your message in a while, remember? Right. And people only, like, I mean, it, the reason you're not selling anymore is because you don't fully believe in the product or service anymore, right? Right. Or right. that's that's your team. I mean, you believe in it, but your team, right? And then at the same time, you're also dealing with like, oh my God, smiling code, the name, right? Like right. I gotta deal with that and all these other things. So I would think, I would think that's that has a big thing to do. You know what I mean? Like have your team believe in it again. I know. I know, and it's so interesting that you you said that because. 
when I started the team meeting yesterday, I actually started with my vision for Smiling Company, and I got emotional. I I had all the all the team members there. We we were in our lounge, and I told them, I first I I thanked them for for holding down the fort mm-hmm. for you know these these last few weeks that I've I've been absent. And let's be honest, I've been absent before I went on maternity leave. I wasn't feeling well. I was super pregnant. I was, you know, like swollen. I couldn't feel my right hand. I started to um, to just not see patients as much because because I wasn't feeling well. And and I wasn't being an inspirational leader to them because I just wanted to go home and lie down and put my feet up. Um, so I haven't, I haven't That's been every day. present. Yeah, basically, yeah. I haven't been present for a while, and and I told them that, and and then I got emotional because I thought about the fact that we are celebrating our one year anniversary, and and I'm I was just so thankful to them for 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 taking the leap of faith and joining my startup, even though they had no idea how full we were going to be, how fast we were going to grow. And was I able, was I going to be able to support them? So I talked about like us and, and where I want to take our practice in the next year, in the next five years. And, um, and I think it was, I think it was a, a really good thing to start off with because we haven't had a team meeting like that in a long time. And then from there we talked about, okay, well, in order to take this practice, from A to A to B, there's significant overhead that that's involved. We mm-hmm. invested in in higher quality team members. We invested in technology. We invested in decor, and and we're also not a mill. We take our time with each patient. Like we take two to two and a half hours for every new patient who walks in through our doors, even though they are a PPO patient Mm -hmm. so and then if that ppo patient decides to no show we have two hours non-productive on our schedule so i talked about that and i talked about i i was completely vulnerable and transparent with our numbers like i told them it's it our overhead is about 40 to forty-five thousand a month not including my wage and now that we have an associate, Dr. Alexa, working full time, that overhead is going to go up significantly. Mm-hmm. We're using more supplies and, you know, and, and we have more lab cases. Everything goes up when you add more team members. And we talked about, well, what can we do to fill the holes and what is the underlying issue with the holes? So I had everybody go around and, and tell me what they thought the real issue was. Like, and what was being addressed was, well, maybe our our patients aren't valuing our time. Maybe we should make it more difficult for them to reschedule. Maybe we need to actually implement a cancellation policy, like a fee. Have you have you noticed any success with your practices that actually charge for that? I noticed some. Okay, it all depends. Like I noticed some people, and I, I, you know what? I'm starting to hate saying that. Like, hey, it all depends. But like. What I notice is some people or some practices, what they do is, you know how like a hotel, they need your credit card information beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. 
Right. Or like a uh, restaurant, they need your credit card information beforehand. That's how they kind of screen the new patient. They're like, oh, I'm not going to give you my credit card information. Then it's kind of like, okay, well, then you're more than likely going to no-show, right? Right. So um, what I just tell people is like, hey, man, like if it's a new patient, um, do a courtesy call before, right, um, and bug them. Like there is no shortage of amounts of how many times you should be calling somebody. Like you should be calling them like, all right, morning time, I'm going to – because if their appointment's tomorrow, right, I'm going to call them right now. I'm going to call them in about another hour. I'm going to keep calling them until probably 6 p.m., every like right. hour or so until they confirm if they do not confirm then i'm just going to say that's not a patient and like i'm going to try and find somebody else to put in right um in that meantime and if they do decide to come back i'm like dude don't act like you didn't see any of my well, i'm not going to say it like that but in my mind i'm going to be like hey don't act like you didn't see any of like 10 calls i tried making right. towards you, you know to confirm like and then you just decide to show up like you know it doesn't work that way let's see if we can try and squeeze you in right now but if not then i'm sorry then i mean that's kind of like letting them know but that's how because we have i mean you you said it too as well like where people are like okay there's a late policy but i'm gonna waive it for this one time right but like does that really a lot of practices i've worked with like physically where i was the front office i I had to say that and it really never they didn't care they're like oh you're gonna you're gonna charge me never mind and then the dentist would tell me like just forget it don't charge them and i'm like okay i'll waive it this one time and it was, I don't know. To me, I felt like nobody really cared about that when it came to, I felt like we always waived it no matter what, even if it was like the third time. Um, but it's up to you. I mean, like if I were you, I would be like, hey, there's no shortage of of a thing, right? Because it, it's like, it's your time. It's everybody's time and their time. Right. I don't know. That's it. What, what did you guys come up with? So we brainstormed that, well, um, if if they do have a like a last minute cancellation, we are not going to make it very easy for them to reschedule. So, if like for instance, if they only want to come in in the afternoons, we're going to push them back like over a month, and mm. because those are those are our prime time like requested appointment slots, and if and we we don't like I said we don't double book. And we take our time with each patient. So a crown, we're we're scheduling two hours during our prime time, mm-hmm. like block. So if they cancel last minute, we're gonna say, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we we don't have an availability until 2020. <laughs> what is <laughs> what is? Hold on. What did they say was the main reasons the no shows are happening or the last minute cancellations? So they said, one, it, it was either the, the patients don't value our time, or two, we're making it too easy for them to get off the hook. No, but I mean, um, like, like, what are the patients telling them? Oh, like, oh, so the patients are telling Judy, like, oh, hey, I just realized I am in Hawaii. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, thanks. Thanks for letting us know. And um, so just like last minute work stuff and, and well, Judy said like when she worked in other offices, you know, summer is, is prime time for vacation. So mm. a lot of people are forgetting that, oh my goodness, I'm not even in town, which is crazy. So to me. Would, it, would it be better if like you guys just did more courtesy calls as the day got closer? For example, like let's just say you, you have, have an appointment on Friday, next week, right? 
what if you call me today letting me know like hey don't for, uh, just wanted to remind you the doctor is excited to see you do you have any questions or concerns about your procedure no okay monday comes along hey you know what um, we're happy to see you or whatever right just w wanted to give you a quick reminder then like wednesday or thursday comes along he's like hey look it looks like it's going to be raining don't forget that to bring an umbrella or it's going to be cold or it's going to be hot we'll have a hot, cold cup of water here waiting for you we're super excited to see you, you know what i mean like as the day gets closer but as, right. as but feel it out as every time you call you're leaving a voicemail and they never call back you know what i mean then literally right. like on wednesday if i have my appointment on friday and on wednesday um, you don't answer, I'll call again Thursday and be like, look, by 5 p.m. today, we have to have a confirmation. If you don't give us a call back, um, unfortunately, you will lose your appointment and we will have to reschedule you maybe sometime in the next coming months or something like that, right? Then if you don't hear from them by 5 p.m., then yeah, do exactly what you said you're going to do. Um, but five, find somebody else, you know what I mean, in the meantime. Or right. maybe by 3 p.m., you can say whatever time. But I don't know. What if you did that? What if you just started doing more like courtesy calls, but be like strategic with them? Don't just be like, hey, I'm calling you again. I'm calling you again. More like, hey, you know what? We're excited to see you. What's your favorite snack? We'll have it here for you. And then you call again. Hey, do you have a, do you have a preferred coffee? You know what I mean? Or I don't know. Um, no, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, you have a reason to give them a call every time. But if they never answer, you, you feel them out. Judy can feel it out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they don't. So if they don't answer, I feel like you shouldn't leave a voicemail, right? Because then it just sounds like you're stalking. No. I don't like, know. Here's the thing. No? I, the, I would – but that's the thing. You have to learn how to be strategic with it. So, I mean, you can call – like if you – okay, for example, if it's the day of like – or the next day, like say I have an appointment tomorrow and I'm calling you today. Yeah, I would call you like four, four to six times today, but I wouldn't leave a voicemail on any of them except for the last one, right? That's it. Um, other than that, I mean, if it was like, I'll call you if I have it Friday, right, my appointment, and I'm calling you today, and then I'll call you Monday. Yeah, I'd probably leave like a voicemail and be like, hey, you know, just wanting to know, like, what's your favorite coffee so I can have it ready for you when you come by or whatever, right? Then, or whatever, right? And then just say, hey, just giving you a courtesy call to remind you if you have any questions or concerns, please let me know. We're super excited to um, see you. I know Dr. Hovez can't wait to, she loves your new patient. She can't wait to meet you or whatever, right? Um, also, that's like a really good uh, thing to do with like the new patient calls, right? Like, let's just say a new patient calls, like try and get as much info as you can from them, like small talk, like, oh, is that a puppy I hear in the background? Oh my gosh. Oh, you have a baby. Oh, what are you doing? Right? Like that way you can implement that in your voicemails. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a front office expert or anything like that, right? I'm just ground marketing, but, um, I notice I would expect you to you know what I mean like hey man call right call more than once like if if you're just gonna do one courtesy call and that's it then it's kind of like okay whatever but if that could be a way I don't know I would just say try it it doesn't cost you anything right like I'll try it so the, so that's another issue that we talked about um so Judy is the only one up front and she's the only one checking patients in and out and talking to insurances and booking our schedules so, and scheduling our um, or, or planning our white party, right? So I talked to the team about that. Like, let's all help Judy. Don't let, don't just rely on her to answer the phones. I have four phones in my office and I told the girls, like, I expect everybody to chip in. And if you hear the phone ringing after three rings, pick it up because that means Judy is 
either on another call or she's doing a financial plan with with a patient like don't just let it ring because that's a potential new patient that we could be seeing mm -hmm. so i think i think everybody like i said there there's just it seems like there was no accountability to to keeping the schedule full from the girls in the back and um so so we actually didn't even really get to form like concrete action plans because our meeting ran long and a patient walked in <laughs> um so it's something that is going to be a work in progress but you know like having holes in the schedule is the biggest problem that most dental offices face like it's it's lost production and i never even remotely thought about that when i was an associate like there were so many times where i think like man i really did take my associateship like i i, I didn't i took it for granted like I should have learned more about the stuff, learned about the systems that were in place, especially with the last practice that that I was at. Mm -hmm. Like they had so many things that were were being tracked and monitored, and and the assistants ha all had their own clipboards, and they wrote notes about every patient, and they followed up with each patient during their downtime, and every, and making a, a short list, right? Like if you do have a last minute cancellation those assistants they went to their notes and they said like they saw who needed to come in like oh yeah mrs jones she's been dying to get her crown taken care of but she we can't like we haven't had a morning appointment for her until now so get on the phone and call mrs jones yeah so you didn't you never came up with a concrete plan for that no, so I'm going back Jeez. in the office today. I know. Well, everything was about like determining what was the the real issue and. But the and good then, thing, the good thing is, you guys, you talked about your vision. Like you brought that back. You know what I mean? That's yes. like probably the most important thing you could have done right now. I would, I, in my opinion, in my in my opinion, like I think it would be because you got to sell. Like, how horrible would it be to have a team? that isn't sold on your vision. You know what I mean? Like that's, that it would never sell. Like you would never, right. like I feel, like right now, are, would you say your sales are, like your closing is pretty good? Uh, Like for treatment plans? Yeah. I I think so. I, But every, every dentist, I think, overthinks, <laughs> overthink, or over, um, what's the word? I think every dentist feels like their case acceptance is higher than it really is. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But do you feel it feels much better talking after the team meeting? Like, do you feel better with your practice now? I, I do. I do. I feel like at least we, we have at our starting point. Like, I almost feel like this is the rebirth of Smiling Company. Like, I, I think it was, you know, we had a great launch, we had a great ramp up, and then we had a lull, um, and now we are, are ready to, to grow again, because I am back, I am super motivated to, to just hit the ground running again with ground marketing and with regular marketing, like digital marketing, and, um, and just get out there, and now that I have an associate, now that I have Dr. Alexa in, I can actually meet more people and go to businesses and do lunch and learns and do all the things that I set out 
to do before, but I just didn't have the opportunity to because I was actually doing the treatment. And that's a good segue to tell you about one of the most highly anticipated <laughs> courses is finally here. <laughs> it's what course is that, Ashley? It is um gr ground market the, the what is it called oh my gosh, gosh i know it is the first ever ever ground marketing course go ahead guys go ahead google it and you won't see any other course groundbreaking so, ground marketing i'm so excited to announce that the way i'm, I'm reading it i'm like i'm so excited to announce <laughs> super no guys i'm just kidding no yeah super excited to announce that the first ever ground marketing course is done and ready to be released to you but it's only going to be open for enrollment until when do you remember until actually? like i think it's like what four more days left or something like that yeah yeah wow yeah you're on it yeah so as of recording today four days three hours seven minutes 43 seconds but um it will close for enrollment on the 21st so if you're listening to this and you're like dang man i want to be enrolled on the course go do it now okay the link will be in the show notes below this is literally going to teach you everything like as far as like oh you want to get into apartments get the new patients from apartments the employees from there from banks from senior homes from schools right all these places it teaches you step by step and you can do it with ashley yes no but for real, I, ashley you're gonna do it i'm gonna do it and i'm i'm gonna i'm actually going to um we're gonna do it as a team and um we're gonna document how many patients we get from michael's first ever ground marketing course who be would amazing. be the best ground marketer in your office actually if you think about it like um, if you had to delegate it to one person if i had to delegate it i would say the most outgoing personality is ashley uh, okay like are you talking about yourself or <laughs> um no <the> other <laughs> <Ashley>. <laughs> See, that's so well, humble third person well, wow. obviously <laughs> yeah and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it more in the uh, the making of a dental startup group as well. Anyways, okay, so that's been going on in your practice. Anything in your personal life? Oh, yeah. I had a birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I, I am now 21, guys. Oh. I am legal. I can drink now. It's amazing. <laughs> I um, am 21. That's wait, so how old, old are you, Michael? Are you like... 21. We discussed this, like, I think in the Yeah, first... but you, you never answered me. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Um, when was Sanford and... Have you ever seen Sanford and Son and Three's Company? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, never mind then. I was going to say, I was... I was around that age where that was pretty big. Okay, that is so conspicuous. He anyways, what's going on in your personal life? See? <laughs> are you are you a and you're not even a woman. Women are supposed to be the ones who are super guarded about their Says age. who? Says who? Jeez. Why you know, the first ever consultant I ever met in my life, dental consultant, um, I asked him too, like, what's your age? And he's like, Why do you need to know that? And I'm like, I don't know, just trying to make conversation, man. And he's like, Um, I'm old enough and young enough. And I was like, that was a douchey remark. And then he's like, excuse me? And I just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was weird. But anyways. So are, are you old enough and young enough? I, 
Yeah, to like roller coasters, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I didn't even know what that meant when he said it. So I was like, I don't know what that means, man. Like, I think you're like 26. Aw, you almost. Older, younger. That's, nobody wants to be hearing this. Actually, what's <laughs> going on in your personal life? <laughs> so, okay, so I am okay with telling the world that I am 36. And I'm dude, getting. I'm just kidding. I know, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'm like looking at my gray hairs right now. It's awful. Like, oh. and I'm Asian. I thought Asians don't age. Like, what's going on? Yeah, they do. Have you seen um, Jackie Chan? Well, isn't he like 200? So he looks amazing. <laughs> I don't know, but he's a cool guy. He's like really cool. Anyways, what were you saying? Um. So yes, I had a birthday, and we celebrated um at the kitchen. Do you remember? I talked to you guys about the kitchen, like the most exclusive restaurant in Sacramento. It was a a four hour, like six course dinner with wine pairing. It was way too much wine. I couldn't. I couldn't even hang. If we go, if we go for the white party, yes. Could we? Could we go there? Um, you got you got a few hundred bucks. <laughs> no, you're balling, Jesus. Did you not hear about my overhead woes? But you don't tell other people on the podcast about all the sponsors that are reaching out. Dense Blight, Ashley, take my money, please. And then you're like, okay, I guess I'll take your okay. money. Okay, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, right. I wish. <laughs> but, um, anyways, oh, what are you saying? You went to the kitchen. Yes, I went to the kitchen. And just with Brian, and we had an awesome time. There was so much food. Like, I, oh, man. I think I got a little sick. I think it was from all the wine, though. I'm just not used to that much alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Um, ooh, ooh. Yes. Tell us, tell us your experience slash shout-out about the baker. Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys. So... My so my my oldest son he turned five and I ordered a birthday cake at Rayleigh's, um, and then okay so I had made sure to tell the the person who took my order that I wanted fresh strawberries and custard. Okay, that's very important. She said, okay, well we can add both, but just so you know, it's going to be an upcharge because. Um, only one filling is included in the cake fee. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, so, and I, du- I double checked and I triple checked with her that we were all on the same page, custard and fresh strawberries. So that was on Thursday. On Saturday, I went to go pick up the cake and it was with the baker herself. Mm-hmm. And um, and she, she told me when I picked it up, she said, oh, first off, she was really honest. And she said, you know, I you got overcharged for this cake. It shouldn't be this much. And I told her, I said, oh, no, uh, I'm, I'm aware that it was more because I ordered two fillings instead of one. And then she said, oh, I'm so sorry, but that was not communicated to me. It was only stated that you wanted strawberries, no custard. And then I said, oh, really? And, um, and then the baker said, well, if you have 30 minutes, I can just remake this um, because I want I want your son to have the cake that he wanted. And I said, well, what's going to happen to this cake? And she said, well, we're just going to throw it. And I told her, no, no, no. 
like this cake is perfect. There's no reason why, you know, I I would like want you to to throw away a perfectly good cake. And you guys obviously you did a great job decorating it. So it's fine. And she she completely made sure that I was okay with that and and then I left. So I went to go to the the ice cream section cuz obviously who eats cake without ice cream, right? I know, so, that's crazy. I know, it's like milk and cookies. Um <laughs> this is why I gained 70 pounds <laughs> wait 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 do you really eat every cake with ice cream um I would prefer it that way like for example what's your fa- if you were to think about the favorite cake if you were to say okay it's strawberry shortcake how do you eat that with ice cream or tres leches how do you eat that with ice cream very easily like you just <laughs> scoop that <laughs> Well, I, I don't even understand the question. <laughs> you scoop the ice cream. Everything is better with ice cream. Apple pie too. Oh, like, pie! Yes, pie. pies. Pie, pies are... Ice cream, ice cream. Do everything. Okay, okay. Back to my story. <laughs> so I was browsing the ice cream section with my cake that I overpaid for because I only got one filling, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I hear someone yelling, um, "Oh, there you are! There you are!" And I. And I see the baker like running after me and she said, I'm so glad you didn't leave yet. And I was like, oh, why? And she said, you know, you were so sweet about our mistake that I'm going to gift you this cake for your son's birthday. So she took her marker. She wrote, um, she put a, a line through the price, which was $40 people. She took a line through the price and then she wrote paid in all caps. And, and I know it was so amazing, like the customer service. So now I am on the podcast and in real life. I'm telling everyone about Shelby and the amazing customer service that she gave me at Rayleigh's. So, so this is why we have amazing experiences, right, people? We create raving fans. Um, that's like, weren't you, because you were kind of saying, I'm pretty sure. She doesn't always get that, right? Like if somebody yes, messed up their yes. like their baby's cake, uh, oh. like thirty minutes before the party, I'd be like, you, no. you, yeah. So I was telling Michael that you know, in in my in my hood, there we have a lot of you know house moms who drive Range Rovers. And it's like Malibu's baby. most wanted, where Ashley lives. If anybody's <laughs> ever seen that, exact same I mean, place. We're we're you know. The cost of living where I'm at, especially compared to other parts of California, is relatively, you know, affordable. And people are still making good amount of money. We have a lot of, like, engineers and Intel is here and yada, yada, yada. But anyways, long story short, there are, like, I presume that this baker hasn't encountered the most, you know, like, the most friendliest people if there were mistakes made, like, um, and I've encountered those moms at drop off for my my sons, like mm-hmm. at preschool daycare. Really, you like have not at drop off? Yeah. Oh my goodness! So I used to take Hudson to a an in home preschool um, in El Dorado Hills, mm-hmm. and I didn't make one friend, mommy <laughs> friend, and I I mean, mommy friend. I. I consider myself to be pretty friendly, pretty outgoing. Like I try to make conversation wherever I go. Mm-hmm. But there was 
apparently I was not a cool mom. Like all of the moms who hung out, like they were all housewives and they all went to yoga together and they all had their nails done and their hair did. And I apparently I was not in the cool crowd. So. But anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. I'm not cool, guys. I'm, I'm not cool for them. I don't know where that was going. Sorry about I'm that, guys. Either. Sorry, guys. You can just um, you can just delete this part of the. the I'll be in here. It'll be in here. But um, <gasps> okay. So what else? What else has been going on? That's it. Pretty much. That's it. And we are um, so smiling company is turning one. And um, we are. Oh, you know what? No, we didn't talk about Andy and James oh, and Andy and James and Linda. Yeah, Andy, yes. James, and Linda. Andy, James, and Linda. Oh, they're so awesome. So I can't believe I almost forgot about talking about them. So Andy had reached out to me a few months ago asking me who my designer was. And um, so I connected Tammy with Andy and Andy and Linda and James. Um, they flew out to California, or, well, not James, he, he came out from down south, um, and they checked out Smiling Company, and we took pictures, and then we went to lunch, and they even surprised me with a birthday cake, and it was amazing. So break it down to us like a fraction really quick, Ashley, here. Andy, what, who, are the, who are these people? So Andy and Linda are engaged, and Andy and Linda are doing a startup. So Andy is a dentist. And Linda just completed her MBA. Did you know she works with Jamie Amos? What? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that either. She works so, for J- she works for Jamie Amos. Um. Okay. So get this, guys. So this is why the Facebook startup group is amazing because I guess a few weeks or a couple months ago, Jamie had posted that he was looking at hiring. Yeah. And Linda applied for the position and she got it dang it i wanted to hire her man man yeah see we're just connecting people to and fro that's so cool that's so cool that's i didn't even know that wow i know so they are um andy's got it made then right like andy knows what to do with everything i think andy just knows what to do period he seems very you know very business savvy yeah He's really cool. I I feel like I can call him my friend, and James and Linda. But I mean, like I, they look like they know. I is that it? Is that like an Asian thing, Ashley? Where everyone knows what to do? Or do, do I look like I'm smart? You're right. I don't even know why I asked that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, audience. But hey, um... I'm smarter than I look. Wait, is that is that what people say? I'm smarter than I look. I think that answered the question right there, guys. That answered the question. Anyways. Um, but he's opening his practice in Austin, right? Dude, we should really go, like, for his grand opening. Who wants to come meet us in Austin in December? We December. should do it. Is yeah. anybody going to your white party that you know? Like, um, from the startup yeah. group? From the startup group, though. Oh, I don't know. Nobody's messaged me. Oh. But everyone's invited if you guys want to show up. We kept. We kind of haven't really pushed it, right? Like no. too too much. We just like did a post and that's it. Or you did a post. I have I have my DJ set. Did I tell you? He's a a DJ for the local hip hop station here in Sacramento. So it's gonna it's gonna be FM, right? That's right. Yeah. I guess people will know that. Anyways. Shout out to Andy, James and and um 
Linda. Linda. That's so cool. They gave me my first, out of all the interviews I've ever done, they were the ones who have only sent me vegan cupcakes. Nobody yes. else has sent me. They're so awesome. Vegan cupcakes, so just wanted to how, put that up. How were they, by the way? Oh, they were, they sent it to me twice. So once, and then a second time they sent it again. My wife loved them. Like she like ate it all. And then. Is your wife vegan too? Yes. But here's the thing, guys. We are slowly. Um... Eating bacon? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because um, the other day I w- we went to eat out with some friends. Or not out, but we went to their house. Like a housewarming party. Um, and eat, eat there. And I ate like this, I guess, salad. But I didn't know it had like little stripes of. I guess ahi tuna or whatever it's called. Ooh, right? that sounds amazing. But it messed me up, man. It messed me up. I was like, oh, my stomach. Oh, and then no. Bubble guts and everything. So I was like, man, I, I don't want to be like this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be. Maybe it's just my sensitivity. Maybe it was just wrong food or something. I don't know, but I'll test it out again. But I don't want to be where, like, you never know what scenario you're going to be in, right? Where it's like, oh, man, I might have to eat whatever's here. And then, I don't know. How long have you been a vegan? Uh, when was the last time? I think you were... I've known you since b- before I was one and after, right? Well, I don't know. No. That's why I'm asking. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't kept count. My wife would know. I have not kept count. I think it's been more than a year. But And, and what brought that on? The love for animals. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, I, I love and- to eat animals. <laughs> it's health. I'm gonna show you a picture of like, this little baby cow. No, it's um, it's, it's, it's a bunch of reasons, health and all these things. But yeah, just a lot of things. Anyways, mm-hmm. back to. Oh, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. I'm excited for our Facebook Live today. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, wrap it up. Side is out, Ashley. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of The Making of Smiling Company. We appreciate your your feedback and support, and hopefully we will get to meet you at one of the awesome meetup locations. Right, Michael? Yeah. Um, Don't forget to join our startup group, The Making of a Dental Startup, and you should also be a part of Michael's ground marketing group. He is dropping bombs of knowledge in that group. It's going live like every day. And um, I guess by the time, wait, no, by the time you hear this, there should be like a day left or two days left that you can still purchase his first ever doc or um, (laughs) ground marketing. (laughs) That was going so good that you're like, (laughs) it was going so well. You almost, you almost released our next project. (laughs) Jeez. First ever um, ground marketing course, guys. Well, ever. this episode's gonna go live possibly late today or tomorrow. Um, oh, nice! So by Tuesday, guys. Tuesday the twenty. You should make it come out today. I'll try. I'll try my hardest. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, send us any questions. Write questions to us in fa- in the Facebook group, or find us on Instagram at the Dental Marketer and at Smile and Company. And, um, yeah, we will hear from you guys soon, hopefully. Alrighty, guys. Leave us five-star reviews. Five-star reviews only. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.